You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. I received a piece from the desk of Jeff Schultz, who's the senior economist, BNP Paribas, South Africa. And the headline is as follows. BNP Paribas sees fiscal upside scenario, but next 14 days are crucial. Now, we're talking about South Africa, of course. Jeff, how important is 14 days? I mean, I've spoken to a couple of people about this and they say, well, we're used to it. We're resilient and it's just a tiny blip. Do you think it's more significant than that? Hi, Lindsay. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, I think uh, right now we, you know, we're in uncharted territory in some respects because, you know, we have this new so-called do- Delta variant uh, of COVID uh, that is causing a lot of havoc right now, predominantly in the Gauteng province. Um, but the risk is the, is obviously that this spreads into into other parts of the of the country as well. Uh, already like yesterday, um, we've already surpassed uh, the daily COVID peaks that we had uh, in uh, in our second wave in mid January. Um, you know, so the next 14 days is critical in respect of the uh, additional lockdown measures that were announced by President Ramaphosa uh, on Sunday. Um, you know, lockdown level four. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think this time around, and it's not just in South Africa, but I think globally, policymakers and governments around the world are now cognizant of having to balance the need to uh, ensure that the health system is well prepared uh, for these wa- for these waves of COVID, but at the same time balance that against socio-economic considerations and the ability of people to be able to maintain a job, put food on the table, and as a result, you know these lockdown measures aren't nearly as draconian as what we saw in the second quarter of last year, and therefore, you know the economic impact right now is probably going to be much less severe than what we experienced in, in the second quarter of last year. Yes, it's interesting because you say the next 14 days are crucial and I don't want to harp upon this too much, but some people are saying, well, it could go to four weeks. And when I see those sort of numbers, even two weeks is going to be enough to tip certain businesses over the edge. If you're in the hospitality industry, for example, you have, you're running a bar or a restaurant and you're maintaining your staff levels because you think you're coming out of lockdown and suddenly you're not and you have to pay people. There are certain businesses that won't reopen. And that, of course, it contributes to the appalling employment situation yeah. in South Africa, because I think over the last year, the country has lost 500,000 jobs, which it can ill afford. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the, the the employment and labor market situation is still very dire. And, you know, even two weeks uh, of closures for for restaurants and bars and 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 the like is going to have, you know, big implications um, for, you know, for, for, for these people and so and these industries. And as a result, um, you know, if it if it does go beyond, let's say, two weeks uh, of this level four lockdown, um, let's say to to a month, um, you know that is, I think, going to have to be supplemented with some form of uh, fiscal response um, or government response to help uh, aid these industries to help lessen the blow uh, to incomes uh, that are being lost throughout this period. And so, you know, we don't necessarily rule out in that in that scenario uh, an extension of the temporary temporary employee relief schemes that are run out of the UIF. I know that there are already uh, talks within uh, within government and uh, um, and within unions, uh, in, you know, to to try and extend that. Um, but there are limits as to how much more the UIF can do in that respect, because a lot of that, uh, a lot of their significant surpluses were drawn down last year through COVID. 
Uh, and the other one, is, of course, is the uh, Social Relief of, Dis- uh, of Distress Grants, um, which, as you know, were, were implemented last year for the unemployed. Um, you know, we could see temporary um, extensions of that, but that is going to come at a fiscal cost. But at the same time, you know, the Treasury is, was cognizant of this risk back in February in the budget and had set aside about 16-odd billion rand uh, in order to deal with not only vaccine rollouts, but also potential third and fourth waves of the virus. Let's talk about more positive matters now, if we can, Jeff, because the main paragraph of your piece, which you kindly sent me yesterday, is as follows. South Africa, a fiscal upside scenario. And I'll just read you the first couple of sentences. Following on from our meaningful upgrades of South Africa's growth outlook on stronger cyclical, um, in brackets, global tailwinds, uh, we have now also updated our fiscal assumptions and scenarios for the country. Tell us about the upgrades, please, the updates. Yeah, so I mean, I think the context here is, is again, we, we have made some quite big, nice upward revisions to our growth forecasts, particularly for 2021 in South Africa. Uh, we now see growth of 4.7% uh, in inflation adjusted terms or in real terms, which is what <coughs> GDP uh, generally gets um, uh, quoted as. Um, but more importantly, from a fiscal standpoint, is what nominal GDP uh, does. And nominal GDP is not inflation adjusted, it's random sense, um, how much is the economy growing uh, in, any, in any given year. And here, a combination of uh, higher inflation, um, slightly higher inflation in the economy this year, coupled with a higher growth backdrop, predominantly helped through higher commodity prices, which is helping boost export growth in the economy, is, we believe, having a favorable impact on the ability of the National Treasury to collect higher tax revenues this year. So even though there are pockets of the economy, we mentioned, you know, the hospitality industry, for instance, that are under huge amounts of pressure, there are still a number of households, for instance, um, that are suffering um, income deteriorations compared to this time last year. Uh, but the other side of it is that corporate South Africa um, seems to be doing a lot better on the basis of higher commodity prices, which are filtering through into strong profitability in the mining sector. And all of that is helping boost nominal revenue growth. Um, we saw that, we've seen that in recent months with uh, with monthly budget balance numbers out of the Treasury. And so our numbers, our revised macro numbers, basically suggest that over the next three years, relative to the February budget uh, that was projected uh, by the National Treasury, we believe that there's about 260 billion rands worth of additional upside revenue uh, um, potential based on our on our revised uh, macro projections. That equates to about 5% of GDP. And we think that that is quite significant in the sense that if the Treasury is in a position to stick to its fiscal consolidation promises, i.e. expenditure cuts in real terms, that means that we probably will be able to be in a position where, where debt is a whole lot lower as a percentage of GDP uh, than what we, we were worried about this time last year. Yeah, you say the following under that banner that you've just outlined, spending restraint remains key. Uh, this requires the Treasury to stick to its real expenditure reduction promises outlined in February, i.e. minus 3.5% real growth per annum in non-interest spending over the medium term. Given what has happened and given the employment number that I threw out to you earlier on, do you think they can do it? Because 500,000 people need to be looked after, according to the way that South Africa deals with these matters. Well, you know, this is a this is a big risk um, because, you know, even in the February budget, for instance, 
there was a small real reduction in social grants expenditure projected over the next three years. So, you know, not only are we seeing cuts to things like the public sector wage bill, but in fact, even the poor are feeling the pinch of a, uh, of a, of a, of a much more, of a much tighter um, fiscal picture that we face right now. Um, so the risk here, particularly going into a local government election year, we've got local government elections on the, 20, the 27th of October that, that are scheduled. Um, you know, the temptation here in a higher revenue environment, we would argue as well, uh, is, is perhaps to start spending a bit more um, coupled with over third and fourth wave risks. Um, but, you know, what we would argue here is at the same time, um, you know, we are we are in a very precarious fiscal situation, even with these revenue upgrades that I've mentioned. Uh, we still believe that over the medium term, debt ratios don't stabilize. They continue to rise as a percentage of GDP over the next couple of years. And that can create further headaches for the currency. It can f- create further headaches um, for financial markets uh, and long-term debt sustainability in the country, which is not the path that we want to go. So it's a very tricky balance to get right and one that uh, I wouldn't want as a as a finance minister to, to really be juggling right now. But of course, you know, I think the, the spending risks are real and that's why we flagged them in our note to say, yes, things are looking a lot better, but there are also a lot of building socioeconomic risks in the system, which could tempt the government uh, or even force the government uh, to spend a bit more than what they promised. Yes, as you quite rightly say, a very, very difficult juggling act that all sorts of people in all sorts of government departments are facing over the next few months and years, in fact. Jeff, thank you so much for your insight. That's Jeff Schultz, Senior Economist, BNP Paribas, South Africa. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.